can you watch responsibly? It starts with listening responsibly to this podcast, where we discuss films within genres. We are your hosts. I'm Alyssa O'Loughlin. And I'm Brie Lennon. Whether it's irresponsible of you to watch movies or if it's become your obsession, you are completely valid. We love films and we want to talk about them as much as humanly possible. So let's do just that. And whether you've studied film or you're the couch critic that goes to the movie theaters anytime there's a really rocking popcorn deal, this podcast is for everyone who maybe knows a lot about movies or just likes to talk about them. For our first season, we'll delve into World War II films, specifically narrative historical fiction dramatic films, not documentaries. We want to talk about the art of it all that comes from inspired creative recreation. This episode, we will be focusing on Saving Private Ryan. Ever heard of it? I did not realize that Steven Spielberg directed this movie. Um, don't worry, I've got a lot to say about that. Okay. Um, <laughs> Moving on to the film synopsis. <laughs> Saving Private Ryan is as follows. Opening with the Allied invasion of Normandy on June 6, 1944, members of the 2nd Ranger Battalion under Captain Miller fight ashore to secure a beachhead. Amidst the fighting, two brothers are killed in action. Earlier in New Guinea, a third brother is killed in action. Their mother, Mrs. Ryan, is to receive all three of the grave telegrams on the same day. The United States Army Chief of Staff, George C. Marshall, is given an opportunity to alleviate some of her grief when he learns of a fourth brother, Private James Ryan, and and decides to send out eight men to find him and bring him back home to his mother. like to thank IMDb users for that synopsis. You the real MVP. Thank you, IMDB. Alright. So. Oh, we got a lot of opinions about this one. Alright. Um, and for the record, I have seen this before this podcast. And Saving Private Ryan is for sure one of my favorite war movies. Okay. Brie has not, or had not seen this before this podcast. And I have seen a lot of war movies. And I have seen almost next to none yeah. <laughs> in the war movie category. So we'll see how this shakes down. Um, the characters that we will like be discussing, and I don't think this will be all of them because no. there's a lot of them. Yeah. Um, but Tom Hanks, Captain Miller, Matt Damon was Private Ryan, Edward Burns is Private Ryben. Uh, Adam Goldberg, which I love, is Private Mellish. Um, Vin Diesel was Private Caparzo. And Giovanni Ribisi, I think that's how you say that. I apologize if not, was the medic. Um, medic Wade. I think Wade was his last name. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Don't forget Jeremy Davies yes. played Upham. Yes. Private Upham. Yes, thank you. Thank yes. you. Um, he was near and dear to my heart, so I wanted yeah, to make sure yeah. that I got out there. Um, so, do you have any questions for me, as somebody who hasn't seen it? Um. Or any, like, or how do you want to Yes. It? So how did, as someone who's seen a wide variety of war movies, especially World War Two movies, yeah. how did you feel about the first 30 minutes of the film? Uh, I think I've got a note on the first 30 minutes here. I have a whole section of notes on it. Oh, yeah. So, here, some of the notes I... I made uh, not really specific to any cate- any of the six categories that we mm-hmm. normally talk about, um, but <laughs> I said an immense amount of gore was this necessary? Uh, makes them more difficult to watch. Feels very modern, even with proper war gear from the era. 
during this war scene specifically. War is universal. Um, I think it was one of those things where a lot of modern, and not, and this is, I mean, twenty years old now, but I would say even more, more so, there are modern, more modern war films that are uh, very period specific. Not that this wasn't, but it was not. They didn't seem to try super hard to make that clear. Um, I felt it was too long. Um, I personally stopped paying attention a little bit uh, at certain parts because it just... It was almost like too much. You get it. Yeah. You get it. And, uh, and I don't choose to watch gory things um, specifically because it bothers me. I had thought of that mm-hmm. the night before you watched it when I was watching it, which is yeah. why I had texted you. I had actually texted Brie. Oh, just a reminder, because as I was watching it, I kept going, this is awesome. <laughs> like, yeah. I was so into it. I love it. Uh-huh. Because, to me, it puts you so deep into that yeah. that it explains a lot of the choices that the characters make later on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would... I cannot ever see myself in that situation so this is in my opinion this is how you get as close as possible and I think it was mind you I've never been to war um right I'm a fifth grade teacher and I don't ever see myself in that situation um so I truly don't know what it's like but to me, I don't like watching movies where you know it's supposed to be horrendous gore and it's almost like sanitized. Because you hear all about how Omaha Beach was just this scene of absolute carnage and this and that. And to me, this movie, it's like, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. And I don't know. But this to me makes me feel like, oh my gosh. I can see now where people come back from war and they're like, I can't talk about it. Yeah. Because if this is what they're seeing, absolutely not. No. I I wouldn't. I mean, even handling the first 30 minutes was difficult. Um, I had to pause it a couple times. The first time I saw it, I saw it on DVD at my house. And I for sure had to pause it a couple times. And I kept asking myself, is this almost over? Yeah. Now, seeing it so many times, I'm... It is for sure really rough to get through even i've seen it probably 15 mm-hmm. tw- times but i still am like like i have to take breaks like i'll look down at my phone for a little bit but i also i want to see what's happening because i'm mm-hmm. like this was it this was what it was like right and i kind of i i, I got a little upset at myself because i um i really wanted to keep track of who was dying that um that was in the plot, relatively for longer than past that scene, right? Um, keep a track of who's who, like you said, what motivates them, what what positions they're in, um, their their levels of compassion and empathy, uh, in reference to other people who were injured. Um, but it was hard. I mean, it was hard to keep my eyes on it, and and as someone who has way too much empathy, um, as someone who has studied, uh, taken World War II Holocaust um, documentary classes. Mm-hmm. Um, now that I know about war, I've seen a lot of real stuff. Right. 
Um, and I think a lot of that that memory of of those film of those documentaries floods back a little bit, uh, and all those feelings from the the real stuff pours into the to the fictionalized. And you're like, I'm good. Uh, yes, I've seen this before. I don't need to see this again. Exactly. Okay. Um, um, which upsets me in, in a sense where um, I want to know what's going on. Um, right. I'm I'm d- dedicated to the story, and I going in. I read the synopsis, knowing, okay, this is gonna be pretty cool. They're gonna go on a hero's journey, find this guy. You know, I personally, well, not necessarily modernly. I really liked Matt Damon's acting in the '90s and the early 2000s. So knowing that he was in the movie, I was like, okay, I want to know what happens. What's going on? But you kind of start off, and you're like, after that scene ends, you're like exhausted. You're exhausted. And you're like, you, oh my god! How can we freshen this? Like, how can we now start the plot? Mm-hmm. Um, I found they did a really cool thing with the cinematography. They did a tilted pan on the ladies writing out the death notes. Yes, I found that very fitting. And normally, because a skewed like tilted pan like that normally insinuates um, something's wrong. Something's weird. But because something was wrong for 30 minutes, it felt like a normal transition into... You're like, we're coming back into normality. Yes. Okay. Um, That's such an interesting take on it. I had never noticed that. Yeah. (laughs) Ever. Um, (laughs) I was like, at that moment when you could see all the ladies typing, I remember going, like, letting out my breath. I caught myself audibly gasping. Yeah. Throughout that. And, you know, like, I am not bothered by that stuff a lot. Yeah. But there were times where I was watching it, and again, this is, me watching it this week was, like, the 16th time I've seen it. Yeah. And I just, it's been a while, so I was like, <gasps> and I caught myself saying out loud, like, covering my mouth and going, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> and I did, I remember I was, like, cursing out loud. Because I was like, oh my God, because it does, it hits you like a sledgehammer every single time mm-hmm. you watch it. Mm-hmm. And with, and I think that certain things that they do with the camera work, where they're doing like shaky cam, which mm-hmm. I love shaky cam. I mm-hmm. know that some people hate it, like in Cloverfield or with Blair Witch. I like. I it. love shaky cam. <laughs> I like it when it's it's used well and when it's part of the story. story. Exactly. Yeah. Um, um, I love that there was no music that whole time. Yeah. No music at all. Um, yeah, speaking of that, there were some weird sound effects. Did you notice? Tell me more. Um, the use of the muffled sound um, during the, the fighting, the shooting. When um, he was almost, like, stunned. Yeah. So, okay, yeah. And then he has to come back to the reality and make a decision. Yes. Uh, I thought that was, I thought that was cool, but I, I found there were, like, pings. And I know that bullets make those noises against, like, metal and things, but... It felt, like, comical. And oh, maybe, it was almost, like, inappropriate? Yeah. Okay. And maybe I'm catching things that were clearly not meant to be that way. I but... See, and I heard the pings, and I thought, oh my god, there's more bullets than I can even see that are h- almost hitting him. Yeah. Or almost hitting these people. Yeah. So, that, to me, made it even scarier. Yeah. And that's how, that was a specific note that I wrote. I was so scared. And I don't really, like, I don't, 
I'm not drawn to movies like that, but I was because of all these things that were happening. Mm -hmm. Things like the pings, things like the fact there was no music, the individual shots of men being hurt or wounded, all the chaos that they filmed. And one thing that I've never seen before, not that I can remember, but that they did in this Omaha Beach scene was the camera was the cinematography choices that were made included like the camera running with like a battalion of men and you could hear gasping from the cameraman and he's or she um is like whipping well it would have been a he (laughs) he's like whipping his head around like as it was very like point of view yeah and there's one specific scene where like someone next to him gets like blown up or shot yeah and he goes (gasps) And as he pans over to him, and it's very much, you are seeing it through the eyes. And I like that they didn't take that out. Yeah. Yeah. Because it made it scarier for me, because I'm like, oh my god, it's almost like you're there. Yeah. Um, I did not notice that, so I would be curious to go back and and watch that part to see what you're talking about, because that's that's a very interesting technique to me. That Mm -hmm. that is definitely not done, um, to my knowledge, that often. Right. Um... And I think the hard, I mean, thinking about my comparison with all the World War II documentaries I've seen and um, that 30-minute opening sequence, um, the difference, what really, really made me have a hard time with all the gore and stuff was um, in the documentaries, you, there isn't a lot of sound. I mean, there's like, you can hear from a distance for the most part, um, it's film, it's older film, um, in, in cameras that you can carry, smaller cameras, so it's not highest of quality, um, you're not hearing the screams, you're not hearing the gasps for people, people saying, like, like, when they're calling out to, like, their oh mom. Oh, God, yeah. That hit me hard. I was like, that was yeah. one point the first time I was watching where I paused it, when the guy was screaming for mama. Yep. And then later that happens again. Yep. One of the characters is killed later on, and he just cries for his mom. Yeah. That, that, <sighs> Gotta that calm me down. was a little bit pu- It was too much it. at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Another huge thing that I see in these World War II movies that almost, like, hit very close to home, that these... These specific scenes that I'm talking about, they're the things that like give me nightmares. Mm-hmm. And I saw it in the movie Pearl Harbor. With, never seen that movie. With Ben Affleck? I've never seen it, yeah. With Cuba Gooding Jr.? I've never seen it. The first half is amazing. The second half I is garbage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I have a lot of, a lot of opinions, but in cool. short, I'm very So during the Pearl yeah. Harbor part, yeah. the only part that matters in that film, let's be honest. Um, the other garbage, just that love stuff, who cares? Um, ah, but their... <laughs> sorry. Um... Their whole depiction, like that 30-minute intense Pearl Harbor scene, they did these shots from underwater of people being shot in the water. Yeah, I don't like that. Or people drowning. Or people in oil and getting caught on fire. But the one thing that got me in that movie that still gives me nightmares... I saw that movie when I was probably 10 or 11. Yeah. Not appropriate. Um, But... (laughs) Is as the water, as the battleships are sinking, yeah. there's people on the inside trapped. Yeah. And they're banging on the walls. Yeah. So I'm watching this movie, and just from what I know about storming the beaches of Normandy, mm-hmm. people were drowning mm-hmm. because they were 
laden down with all this metal mm-hmm. and all this stuff in their packs. And so I'm watching this, and the fact that they brought that element in where people drowned in the first... They jumped off the boat and drowned. Yep. That, to me, was like, oh, man, buckle up, because this is about to be the worst thing you've ever seen. Yep. The underwater scenes freaked me out. But I love that, Mm -hmm. because I was so uncomfortable. Yeah. That's like... I don't know. When I walk into a movie theater, that's why I don't like comedies, Uh and I don't like romances. Is because I don't feel uncomfortable in a way that I want to feel uncomfortable. Right. Like, and one thing about Saving Private Ryan that I keep thinking in a lot of war movies is, oh my god, that happened to someone. Mm-hmm. You don't just come up with this stuff. Mm-hmm. This happened to someone. That's how some. That's how people died. Mm-hmm. And that to me was like another pause it or like looked at my phone moment where I was like, I'm just gonna take a quick break. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need a mental break because my. I'm, like, breathing heavily. I'm gasping. <laughs> My poor dog was like, are you okay? And I was like, I don't know. So. <laughs> are we okay? <laughs> he was like, let's go outside. I was like, okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I do think every every good film has a little bit of everything, almost. Yes. Um, because that's real life. And when you do a war film, I was grateful for the second, well, <laughs> Not the second half, but, like, after the that 30 minutes. The post-Normandy part? Yes. Yeah. Um, for when there was a little bit of comic relief with Vin yes. Diesel. Or yeah. with them poking fun at Upham. Yes. Saying that <laughs> Fubar was German. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, hey, guys, I uh, looked in the German dictionary, and yeah. I didn't find Fubar at all in here. Yeah, I was... They're like, gotta go. I was really... It, I love that part where he's, like, finally figured it out. He's... Fubar. <laughs> Makes sense. Wow. Um, <laughs> I did. I like slow clap for him. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, and and it's interesting to watch these groups of of men, um, and you you pick a character a character to identify with. Yes, I'm so glad you brought that up because I totally had one. Yeah. Um. But some of them piss you off. Yes. You think I you identify? Got so pissed off at some of these core eight guys. Yeah. Um. Let's go over actors then. All right. Great segue alert. Anyway. This has been a great segue alert. (laughs) (laughs) So, we'll just start at the top. All right. Tom Hanks. Always good. Yes. Always classic. Yep. Um, I would give my life for him. Played his role well. Yep. Played his dialogue well. Yes. Um, Surprisingly, this is not the actor, or the character that I identified with, though. Even because he's a school teacher. Yeah. Um, that doesn't, that's not his whole personality, though. Right. Here's the thing is in movies, a lot of times, if there's a character who is a teacher, mm-hmm. mind you, this is not revealed until toward the end of the movie, but, mm-hmm. so a lot of times in movies, if you have a character who is a teacher, mm-hmm. that becomes their whole personality. Yes. And I find that as a teacher, people in IRL, in real life, they, I will do something and they go, oh, that's what happens when there's a teacher in the room, and I want to smack them. <laughs> Which is not a very teachery thing to do, because right. I am very much a person who is not... I don't act like a teacher until I'm in the classroom. Right. So I appreciated this so much that they didn't just make that their archetype, the yeah. teacher. Yeah, because he talks about... Because it would have about, given it away. Well, he talks about how, you know, over the over at home, he's a teacher, he's got a wife, um, he does things completely differently than he does here because it's a completely different type of situation. And you can't be the same person you were. No. And he says, every day that I'm over here, I feel further away from the person that I am over there. I have that quote written down. 
I don't, but I remember that. Every man I kill, the farther away from home I feel. Okay, thank you, because, oh my god, this is true. Yeah. Oh, the, love him. Well, these, I wrote down these quotes that stood out to I me. I wrote down a couple, too. Yeah. Um, then... What? Other, so what actor did you identify with? Um, that's hard for me. Um, because there was a couple. Mm-hmm. Um. That's so interesting, because I just had the one. Yeah, um, I found I related to, oh god, I'm trying to remember all their names now. Um. <laughs> the medic. Wade. Wade. Um, first of all, I love that actor. Yes, He's one I, of my favorite actors. I recognized him after he'd already yeah. gone. Yeah. Well, he was in he was in Friends, but he's was in he? other things too. Um, he was uh, Phoebe's brother who gets with like Kitty from that seventy show. Okay. I hate Friends. That's fine. I just that's I just where don't know. I, I know friends. him. It's where most people would know him from. Oh. Is what I mean. I did relate to the uh, medic Wade, um, mostly. Uh, Mostly in the part where they're going through the dog tags, mm, and mm-hmm. and they're just carelessly looking at the names, making fun of the names, and there's like a big group of young men going by like watching them. them. Like, yes. this is how they treat, like, we're just a pawn in this war. We're a card in their poker game. Yeah, and Wade comes by and is like, what the heck are you doing? Yes, and he like snaps them all back. That was so me, and I really was like, that's exactly what I would do in this situation. Mm-hmm. Um... He, I found his death difficult. Yes. Very difficult. Um, I was hoping that he wouldn't die. I was very mad at Captain Miller for yes. making them do that. Um, and then he, in, 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 at the same time, I was not mad at him for letting the German go. Right. Um, because that's something I would do. Um... I also related a little bit to, was it Rybin? Who was the guy that was always getting, always getting mad about shit. Yes. Or, or, the guy that was always getting mad. Um, yes. Um, and he was like, why are we doing this for this one kid? Yes. We're losing all of our people. Um, I really liked him. I identified with him a lot in yeah. his frustrations and his yeah. anger because I kept saying that too. Yeah. I was like, screw this kid. Yeah. We, like, what is, I what's mean, the point? Yeah. <laughs> Even when they kept justifying it, I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> no. Like, these are orders. But then like, when they finally said, well, we're going to get to go home too. Yeah. I was like, okay. Bye. Yeah. And, um, the one line that was like kind of the heartbreaking scene with, um, Wade, where they're like all just laying in this building trying to like sleep and some of them are just talking and oh, Wade is yes. like talking about how you know he his mom works late and he would always wait up for her to like to come talk home to and talk yeah um and then she, sometimes he would just pretend to be asleep yeah and he goes she came home early just to talk to me and I was like all right Poor heart baby. broken baby yeah but. Those are definitely the ones I think I... Mm-hmm. Um, well, and it's, you know, and a little bit of uh, Caparzo before he died. 
Um, I was waiting for you girl. to say that. I think 100% that was you. Yeah. The little French girl. Yeah. He's like, I've got a niece. I'm sorry. See, and the whole time I was like, you idiot. Yeah. Stop. But I would have also listened to Captain Miller. Right. Because he's the logical one. Yeah. I heavily related to one character. Who? Upham. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. The, I, I wrote down me, but smart. <laughs> because I am smart, but I'm also incredibly oblivious. I always tell people that I'm just as stupid as I am smart. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Which is a lot. That's funny. But, you know, like, I don't have that common sense. Yeah. And I usually don't read social cues very well. So I am 100% up them. And I'm not... You look, I think that's what a fine killed me, to be. Yes. And what killed me was when he's like, oh, but sir... I have to shoot a gun? I haven't shot a gun since basic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's me. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, I've never shot a gun. He goes, well, did you shot, shoot a gun in basic? Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, That'd be me. <laughs> and I got, I did get frustrated with him, though, uh, because, um, oh, there's a part that I wrote down. I was frustrated with him when he was, like, just trying to get everyone's backstory. When they were just walking in the field, and he's yeah. like, so where are you from? I'd be yeah. like, dude, shut up and get away from me. Yeah. You will find out about me when I'm ready to tell you. Stop trying to talk to me. But then again, that's totally me. Yeah. <laughs> if I was in a room with people and nobody was talking, I'd be like, ah! Yeah. The part that really bothered me is when he didn't have the balls to go help Melish. That frustrated me a lot. That was really hard because... He, he totally could have caused that death. He, he could have went up there and just I mean, distracted him death. enough to, yeah. like, yeah, to at least it could be, it'd be two against one. But again, I think that that was a choice that was a realistic choice mm-hmm. that not everyone can step up to the plate, and this is what happens when they don't. Yeah. This is not to say that I'm a coward or yeah. would sacrifice other people's lives it's because really I'm hard. scared. It's hard to know you're not in the situation. Exactly. But I'm saying that that's totally, I think, what I would do. Yeah. Um, as someone who is incredibly ill-prepared for that and not really wanting to be in that situation, yeah. he joined with no intention of doing any of that. Yeah. I don't know if anyone who joined the army during World War II had any intention of anything that happened, but you know. Mm-hmm. I think that he was put into a high-pressure situation, and the fact that they had one character who collapsed, mm-hmm. 100%, I don't know, that just adds to the film for me. Well, yeah, I I, I do think it's accurate. Um, it's just frustrating. It was frustrating to know that that character died yeah, because I, this other character made a choice. And, and, I mean, I guess he would have to live with that. Ugh. You know, that's one of those things where, yep. why why else do you think people come back from war and are just, have a hard time, I mean, mm-hmm. to say the least. Right. Um, some more people that I noticed in the movie, uh, Brian Cranston. Okay, I wrote a note. I wrote, is that Brian Cranston? <laughs> Question mark. And then about 40 minutes later, I wrote, yes! Yeah. <laughs> and then Paul Giamatti was in it. He was. Um, which kind of grossed me out, but that's fine. Why? I'm grossed out by Paul Giamatti. That's valid. Um, <laughs> Shocking confessions with me. I'm grossed out by Paul Giamatti. You know, I think he's a really good actor, though. I just can't stop thinking about him in Big Fat Liar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, he's blue. That is weird. <laughs> um, Ted Danson was in it. Who? Um, I know him as the guy from Cheers. People know him as the guy from The Good Place. I've never seen either. Okay, well, he's very popular. Okay, wow. Um, <laughs> And then the guy... 
The guy who, uh, his, his hearing wasn't good because it... Uh, oh, when he was screaming? Who was that guy? He's from Remember the Titans. Oh! Yeah. I knew it! And he really, killed me, that guy. It's really funny because the movie opens with the, um, they're visiting the, like, War Memorial, and I go, this is just like Remember the Titans. And oh then, you know, hour and a half in, I God. see him and I go, I freaking told you. But it is. Wow. Is it not? Yeah. Because the ending is the same way where they're at the grave. Uh-huh. Yeah. I was wiggity wiggity what? Which is funny because I've only ever seen like the first 10 minutes of Remember the Titans. But it is. It's really similar. Wow. And that's the dude. Yeah, that's, I he's like the guy that laughing yeah. during that part. Oh yeah, that was really good. That was a little bit of comic relief that felt good. Yes, especially after that dog tag incident. Yikes. Yeah. Another huge jump out point to me was mm-hmm. that there's a part where they are trying to get these German soldiers out of like a building. Yeah. And so they just blow fire into it. Yeah. And then the wall collapses and they all come running out like ants on fire. Yeah. That was like (gasps) Was it the one where they like uh against each other they're like, put your guns down, put your guns down, like back and forth. Um it might have been the same scene. Yeah, and then somebody kills them all with a machine gun. No, this is with like a flamethrower. Okay, this is different. Okay. Okay. Another Great scene. Another great scene. Um, but no, and this is with like a flamethrower. Okay. Like, or not, I think that someone like throws, I don't know, somehow they blast fire into mm-hmm. this building and everyone inside comes running out on fire. Yeah. Which made me think of the miniseries, The Pacific. Yeah. That happened in the Pacific. Oh, interesting. Yes, in Vietnam. So. Interesting. There's like a hole where the Viet Cong are hiding. Yeah. And they actually use like a legitimate flamethrower and oh, they wow. just blast it and then all of these people come running out oh my god that's terrifying awful yeah that's another insane war that, yeah where i was like okay i need i need to look away yeah i'm gonna take a really long drink from my water so that i'm looking at my water yeah <laughs> yep uh um a couple of notes i made that weren't like in their main six categories mm-hmm. um found interesting that the one guy was tinning the dirt in france he, he had like a small tin and he filled it with dirt from France. Yes, I wrote that too. Yeah. Um, I wrote that. Oh, poop. Tinning. Yes, thank you. Oh, I said the individual. The dirt guy. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. So there was <laughs> dirt guy. Um, <laughs> dirt guy. I was like, why did I write that? That's what that was. So it showed the guy that he like stopped. And took a break and he just sat down and cried. Yeah. That happened so many times throughout the movie after I'd already written this down. Mm-hmm. That, I loved that they did that. Because yeah. it brings it back to like, oh my gosh. They're people. They're humans. Yeah. They're me. Yeah. If I got carted off to war right now, there's, boom. And there's following orders and it's it's, and it's, it's awful. It's got repercussions yes. to their psyches. Yeah. And then the guy who's collecting the dirt. Everything was just incredibly humanizing. That's yeah. what I wrote. Yeah. Um, the dirt guy, the crying soldier. Every time that someone sat down and cried, like Captain Miller does at one point. Yeah. It was so deep and genuine. Yeah. They were legitimately, like, sobbing. Yeah, they were. And the fact that you got, like, four different men to do that mm-hmm. in the sake, in this, like, one movie. I think it's And each important. time. You thought it was boring? Important. Oh, I was like, are you just going to slam me into the ground like this? <laughs> How dare you? Um, But I said, 
it was incredibly deep and, and genuine. And every time it happened, it like slammed me up against the wall. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and the, the opening sequence, I, they had a part where there was blood on the camera. Yes. Um, yeah. I, I do find it interesting and unique to do that type of thing because sometimes it really does not work. Mm-hmm. And for me, it can it can really pull me out of the element, remind me, oh, I'm just watching a movie at home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I still can't decide if I like it or not. I still think, for me personally, uh, as someone who wears glasses, it kind of like is like getting water in your glasses, um, and it's like oh. You're, like, pulled out of the element. Right. Um, it reminds you, oh, I am wearing glasses. Yeah. But then at the same time, it could be represented, as like you said before, as a person, a soldier. See, and that's how I felt. Yeah. I almost, like, wanted to wipe my face. Yeah. When it happened, when it when things hit cameras like that, yeah. especially when I'm so deep, when I'm, like, elbow deep into this movie, I remember the first time it happened, this time around of me watching it, I yanked my head back. Oh, yeah. I did. I couldn't help it. I was like, Phew! Yeah. And so... Please edit out that sound. Um, <laughs> I won't. You know I won't. Oh, God. <laughs> um, um, and that's where I caught myself gasping and going and covering my mouth. And I was like jaw hitting the floor and whipping yeah. my head around. Like, yeah. I just need like a webcam on me for when I'm... And that's where I just need like a camera on me from when I'm watching these movies. Because I'm so dramatic and animated. If the right movie's playing and it gets me going like that. Is there any other notes you have that aren't in the six categories that yes. you want to go over? <laughs> so I do have one. Yeah. Matt Damon has huge teeth. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Okay. <laughs> so. His teeth are ginormous. I wrote down in costumes, because it's like costumes makeup, um, Matt Damon's very white teeth. Yes. I found that unrealistic. I was disgusted. Yeah, because... I was like, come on, you're out there (laughs) drinking nasty coffee, and you're... Everyone here, it's clear, has not had a bath in weeks. Yeah, his face is dirty and, like, tan, and he's got these white-ass... Bright teeth. Bright teeth. I was like, they're so big, and they're so white, and Mm -hmm. I'm so grossed out. Mm Mm-hmm. His character annoyed me a little, not not terribly. And I understand he was like, I've got a duty to these people here; they're gonna die if I don't. Okay, help but them. two people have already died to help you. Yeah, and that's what go with them. Ryben says he's like, two of our guys helped. That's you know why we're here. Two of our guys killed were killed to come get you. So you think you're more worth than that? Right, than the two lives of our men. No. I fun fact about this film. Mm-hmm. Um, so when they were filming the movie, mm-hmm. anytime Matt Damon was on set, mm-hmm. he got preferential treatment for everything. Uh-huh. While those eight men, yeah, they had to do daily weeks of training, intense boot camp, so then they could get into this. Matt Damon didn't have to do any of that. Why? To make that frustration with him real. Oh. They were not allowed to sit near him. He got nice chairs, a nice trailer. They did not. Yeah. He did not have to do really any training for it. They had to do weeks and weeks of brutal, awful war training and all this boot camp stuff. He didn't have to do any of that. Matt didn't be living at large. But they wanted to create that tension between them. So then when they finally got on screen together, they weren't like buddies. Yeah, I like that. Um, Hey, Tim. Should we go over six categories? Yep. All right. Oh, I wrote this down here. I wrote, shut up, Ryan, <laughs> in writing and story. Uh, Literally, he's talking. It's when he's giving that little, no, my men need me. I'm like, shut up. Yeah. Get 
with them and go home. Yeah. Shut up, Ryan. Yeah. I did. I said that. I said, shut up, Ryan. He pisses me off. Yes, I was thoroughly upset with him. Well, it's funny because I think in a climate, if I had seen this back in the day when it first came out, um, I would have felt differently because it... Ooh, we didn't know how annoyed Matt Damon could be. He's not terrible, but he's not. He's like not thin. great. Yeah. All right. So it's time for the six categories. Eat. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so we've got. I'll explain a little bit. We've got our six main categories here, where we talk specifically what we thought was good or maybe bad about these six specific things that really make a movie what a movie is. Um, we've got acting, we've got cinematography, editing, music and sound, costumes, and then the writing and the story. So let's start with acting. Any notes on acting? Um, the one big thing, because we've already covered so much in acting, Mm -hmm. the one thing that I have to add to that, I think an underrated character that needs to be talked about more Mm -hmm. about this movie is the little girl in the French town. Okay. Her and her parents. That scene already has so much chaos embedded into it. Uh-huh. But the the whole dialogue between them, even yeah. though you don't understand it, the sheer panic mm-hmm. and then screaming at each other and the rain. Oh, yeah. All of that. Yeah. It made me, I don't know, again, I don't know if this is a teacher thing or a woman thing even or like a mm-hmm. human thing. Any every time that she would scream out or cry out or freak out, it made me. I was on edge. I was like panicky. Yeah. I was like, if this little girl dies, I'm gonna have a whole episode. Yeah, I was I'm gonna flip out. When Carpazzo gets shot, I'm like, you're lucky you were not holding that little girl. I know. I'm like Carpazzo, yeah. you kind of deserved it. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> but if you were holding that little girl, I was gonna be furious with you. Yeah. Um, and I'm not even really that into kids, honestly. Um, that's funny. Uh, I, I found it interesting as well, um, that you cannot understand the other people, um, except when Upham was translating. Yes. Um, people who didn't speak English, at least. There was no, um, no, like, captions subtitles. Yeah. Uh, I do think that the language barrier was important. Yeah. Um, because it's real. Um, <laughs> all I wrote for acting was, Tom Hanks is always a delight. The crew was all very cohesive, and um, like his eight men or seven yeah. men. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then Edith, uh, PF scene with where they're playing her music, and yes, and, and Upham is translating. I loved that scene. That's a really good scene to me. That's where I really thought that Upham like had some skin in the game. He got some credibility for his whole I job. Agree. That's where I related to him. Yeah, because that would have been me. That would have been me too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I really like that. Um, Cinematography, I had a good amount of cinematography. Um, I had two big scenes that I focused on, so you go first. Thank you. Um, so, the, obviously the blood in the camera in the mm-hmm. beginning. Um, the tilting uh, pan in the office. Uh, with the scene where the, the wall gets knocked down, and they're both uh, the Germans and Americans are against each other. And they're like, put your guns down, put your guns down, yes. back and forth. Uh, There's like low angle shots, which I found really interesting because... Mm-hmm. I noticed that too. They were like quick and back and forth and they just weren't sure. Like they weren't sure who had the power. Right. Yeah. Which I found interesting. Um, the shots of Tom Hanks' shaky hands. Uh, they did that a couple times. I think that really 
pushed the humanness of him and it reminded the crew oh yeah he's a person mm-hmm. um the pan there was one one wide shot pan i found really cool um kind of towards the end there's barbed wire in the in the foreground in the background it was the kind of destroyed buildings and yes i know exactly it. what you're talking about mm-hmm. that yes. was a really good shot that was a really I don't know, that was, like, a crazy shot. Yeah. Like, with... The coloring was interesting. The, the All these different aspects of war in this one shot, and just yeah. total destruction. Yeah. Because it's, it like... like because it's, like, you can't tell how long mm-hmm. that's been destroyed. And as somebody who hasn't been in, in an era of war in that way... Right. ...doesn't know... And to me, it's just, oh, it's just a really old building that's, mm-hmm. like, knocked down. No, it's it was just destroyed by war. Right. Um... Ah, this one messed me up. So it was that ending fight scene and the camera was kind of shaky and there was like a, uh, they shot behind the wall and somebody dies and there's a pool of blood that starts spilling. It went up and goes upstairs and Mellish has just been stabbed. Is that what that yep. is? So up and goes upstairs and he sees all the blood and he like freaks out. Cause it's like. I think, I so think. So who, well then who shoots? Cause some, it's, I don't I think it's somebody else because. Was that. Because somebody shoots into the wall on the from the crew, the team. Oh, that was. And then they're kind of like waiting for somebody else to. Ryben, like... he gets shot in the throat and he's gagging and all that blood comes out. Because he was with Mellish, I thought. Uh, you could be right. I don't. It was very frantic. Know. But Mellish I... got stabbed in the chest. But you don't see after the guy. Ryben gets shot in the throat and he's like gagging on the ground because it goes through his throat. Well, you don't see who dies. It's a German that dies. It's behind the wall. A wall and there's a door frame and then blood suddenly starts to pull out. And he thought it was someone, whoever's he, there thinks that it's his guy. Yeah. I'm thinking of a different building. Yeah. Yep. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was the last really good, I think, shot camera work that was like... Well, because it's misleading. And yeah. And you're like, oh. Yeah. And I was very confused. In a good way. And misled. I specifically would like to talk about the nighttime shot with gunfire that's lighting up the silhouettes after the church scene. So they're walking, um, and it's a nighttime shot, Mm -hmm. and as they're talking to each other, or what, I don't remember exactly what's happening, but there's gunfire that's lighting up their silhouettes. Yeah. So as they're walking, you don't see anything, but as there's gunfire out in the distance... You're doing this and this doesn't help for football. No, because I keep wanting to say gunfire lighting. Yeah. Gunflyder is yeah. one thing. Gunflyder. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so as the gunfire is lighting up in the background, yeah. you're seeing the silhouettes of the men come up. Yeah. That was so cool. Yeah. Um, and then there's another cool silhouette shot. I love all the silhouette shots that they do. Yeah. Um, well, I think that's... It's so symbolic. It is, yeah. Yeah. Um, after Miller gives his big speech... About, well, what's the pot up to now? And I'm a school teacher. I have a wife. Blah, blah. Um, it quickly turns to evening. Um, yeah. And there's another evening silhouette shot of Miller, uh-huh. which is perfect timing for that whole thing. Oh, yeah. Because at that point, he's a soldier again. He's yes. just one of the millions of soldiers over there. And it reminded me a lot because of the colors that were in the background of the silhouette, or of the... The evening sunset. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of this shot in Warhorse, 
Okay. The movie about the horse that goes to war. Wow. The war horse. Interesting poll, but... Thank you. Um, So, in in the very last scene of the movie War Horse, the whole screen is filled up by orange and yellow, and then from the bottom left to the bottom right, Mm -hmm. you see a very little tiny horse with a little tiny man riding on it across the the screen. It's just the silhouette. I like that. Um... It was almost the same shot. Mm-hmm. It was the same color palette. It was mm-hmm. beautiful, but instead of the war horse, the horse that goes to war, it was the war man, the man in the war, <laughs> Captain <laughs> Miller. And that, it just, I saw it and I went, oh my gosh, like yeah. this is such a cool shot. Like I have to write it down. Yeah, no, I agree. That was a good shot. And I don't think it caught my eye like it caught your eye. Um, I could have been looking away though. To be honest with you. Um, I also worked for a movie theater when War Horse came out, so I had to watch that ending scene like 55 times. Ah, uh, yes. Because same. then it was time to clean the theater. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I knew it was time to clean the theater when the horse walked across the screen. That's so funny to me. With that beautiful shot. I mean, that's a good... I mean, sunset type shots are always good. Sunset with a silhouette? Yeah. You it's, can bet. It's always that pretty. I'll be there. That's why people always... You sneak one in, I'm not going to think it's a cheap trick. No, people like that stuff. I have a lot <laughs> for editing. I um, have nothing. Because... It's good. It's hard. Yes, because I had not... I remember after I did the Casablanca one, uh-huh. <laughs> I said, oh shoot, I don't have anything for either. Yeah. <laughs> I said to myself, maybe I don't understand this, so I figured I'd ask about it. That's So I'm glad that we fun. cleared that up in episode one. Yeah. Um... So tell us, what did you think about editing for us in the world to hear? Yes. Uh, even I find it hard sometimes to do- differentiate the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm an editor, so... Yikes. Um, then I don't feel so bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... Okay, so we kind of talked about the opening scene with the family visiting the memorial. Um, I found it interesting that the guy takes a, a picture of his family while they're walking towards it. I agree. I thought that was weird. I was grateful that was like, the okay. woman who was probably his wife looked at him weird. Yeah. She was like, what the heck? Yeah. Reminds me of when people take pictures at uh, Holocaust. Um, yes. Um, that freaks me out. I don't like when people do that. Um, you shouldn't do that. This is like a PSA for everybody. Uh, don't do that. Okay. Um, I understand taking pictures of the place itself. Um but posing, but posing, like, with your family. With your family, um, smiling. Like, hey! It's really more so teenagers that just have no clue what, what where they're well, going. Well, I could also see, like, like, parents who are like, hey, we brought our kids here. This is, like, part of our learning experience. Like, let's take a picture of you guys at yeah. the Holocaust at a concentration camp. Yeah, there's no need. There's no need. I'm glad um, that you said that because I... Could totally see myself doing something like that, not thinking. Mm-hmm. And, and I understand because everywhere you're like, oh, this is, you know, we're going someplace, we've spent a lot of money to get here, or or maybe, you know. Let's I mean, take a selfie at most places are concentration. Are, yeah, are tourist friendly. Most things are looking for capital gain. Those types of places are not. No. It's not like a war memorial in sense of like, those have architecture, and they get, like, artists and architecture. Like choices put people into to, it. to make them. Right. Um, take a picture. I saw a Drunk History it. episode about the Vietnam War Memorial. Exactly. I, never, I never knew. That I could see taking a picture. Maybe not a smiling I selfie. I wouldn't be like, ah, what 
what's yeah. up? Um, but uh, yeah, Definitely don't not, in not like, a concentration camp. Like, don't go to Auschwitz and like no take selfies at Auschwitz. Um, there was somebody that would Photoshop people um, uh, who did that type of thing to show them how terrible they're being oh, to do it. Oh, with like pictures from that actual yeah. place? Yeah, they'd be like, this is where you're standing, this is what happened where you're There's standing like a and doing pile a, of bodies a really, here. yeah, stuff like that. And you're throwing up a peace sign. Yeah, and they're like, you should take Jesus. your photo down. Yeah, which I would never be that ruthless, but it really may, I mean, sometimes people need that type of thing that to be like... Was served hot. Yeah. And is this like a subreddit? It probably. I saw it on, on like uh, like Tumblr or Facebook or something. Okay, if someone listening to this right now knows what Brie is talking about, please go to the comment section and link <laughs> this because I have got some browsing to do. Yeah. Because I've seen people who Photoshop, who are like, hey, will you Photoshop me looking thinner? And then they do something funny instead. Right, yeah. yeah. Like, hey, can you make it me and my dog and the dog's like humping your leg or something? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like that, but like... This is like, Ruthless. hey, dipstick, yeah. guess what you're doing right now. Yeah, so. Wow. Important things. Um, Thank you for clearing that up. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I think, I think. I can see myself being an ignoramus, though, and being like, Whoa, like, unknowingly yeah. doing that, and then yeah. later not well, understanding. That's why I'm like the medic way. Oh. Yeah, you see? All right, yeah. and I'm the up It's all connected. <laughs> it's all connected. Up-um's like, foobar, that's not in the German dictionary. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Um, more editing scenes. Um, the, the scene, I believe this is when the first 30 minutes, um, Tom Hanks act accidentally gets hooked on to half of a dead body and drags it with him. Yep. That. He's dragging it with him because he thinks it's a person. Yeah. And he's trying to save them and then a, an explosion goes off and it blows off their bottom heart, half of their leg. Yeah. Of their body. Yeah. And then he goes, oh, oh, and like runs off. Yeah. So that messed me up. Um, or the one where the guy, sorry, um, yeah. in that first 30 minutes, um, welcome to specific things from Saving Private, Saving Private Ryan that messed me up corner. Yeah. That's this corner. That's what um, this corner is, to be honest. Um, the part where the guy's looking around and he's super dazed mm-hmm. and he doesn't have an arm and then he picks up his arm. Yeah. Yes. That's the first scene oh! I go. That's the, that's the first scene I go, oh, that's what this movie's going to be like. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I found that the coloring of the first half of the film was not very. It wasn't my favorite. Um, it was bright, really bright. Like I feel like the detail was weird because it was really bright. A lot better in the second half. Um, I guess maybe I also was just like, is this what the stereotypical like war zone is? You know, like you when you think war, you have certain types of. You have certain images and things like that. Yeah, in your head. and that to me in the beginning wasn't one of them. Well, the beach one was, but uh... so this is listeners. Um, this is where Bree and I totally differ. Mm-hmm. I think the only movie where I've ever noticed that coloring changed was Wizard of Oz. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where the first thirty minutes or fifteen minutes of the movie was in black and white mm-hmm. or sepia tones mm-hmm. and then it was in color. <laughs> well I've never had the thought of the coloring yeah. is so off because in my brain as a viewer mm-hmm. I don't notice that. I'm like, yep. Mm-hmm. I I I beg to, sorry. I would like to redact my statement. Yeah. Um Schindler's list. That's yeah, but that, that's only such a, such a specific choice. Yes. 
You, you're supposed to notice that. Right. So, yeah. they got me. Yeah. Uh, so, but that's the thing is, like, I'll have to start paying attention to that. Yeah. Um, I definitely, well, as somebody who is not only, like, an editor and, um, you know, really into film, uh, I'm also really into um, aesthetic and colors and the way colors go together as an mm-hmm. artist um, and a photographer and also just in, like, what I wear every day. Um and it's it's like sometimes even you know what I'm wearing I just throw it on and leave the house I realize it all goes together because my mind is set in this one color scheme that day so it's like a weird I don't mean to I think I lied I think now that you're kind of talking about it I do notice palettes yes. a lot so like yeah. especially because I'm so into Wes Anderson yeah I see those palettes a lot and mm-hmm. I'm like that is so typical of Wes Anderson mm-hmm. I just think in this movie specifically I mean even as you're talking about it I don't know what you're talking about yeah so keep talking about it yeah and I think it was a little bit later it was more so when everything was like calmed down it wasn't in the first 30 minutes um but they were like if it was me, I would, on Photoshop, I would have been like, Command L, brought up the levels, and brought them down a little bit to make the darker so the details showed out. That would have been me. And that was probably a little technical, but... Beep boop, beep, beep boop, boop, robot um, But for y'all that use Photoshop, I'm sure you're like, I know exactly what you're talking about. I know there's a lasso tool. That's one of the best tools ever in existence. I That's saw how... a meme about it. That's yeah. how I know what that is. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Um, I can use Microsoft Paint and Snapchat. Um... <laughs> Please don't kill me. <laughs> uh, I'm closing my eyes in reaction right now, if you wanted to know. Um, and I'm nervous. <laughs> uh, um, but, yeah. Regardless, moving on to more editing. Uh, I think there's some CGI. I wouldn't be surprised. Because there's the big scene with the ocean with all the boats. And, like, it's, like, really wide scene. There's boats and there's planes and... Or ships. Maybe. Yeah. Again, I wouldn't have noticed that if it wasn't terrible. Okay. It was fine. I just okay. wrote that CGI is pretty good. Yeah. Um, In 1998. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, I mean, if it was CGI, I really couldn't tell you. Um, it looked a little fakey, so it makes me think sure. that it was. Uh-huh. Um, and then my last editing was the lighting around up him, up him when he finally kills a German. Does it change? Yeah. It's uh-huh. like there's some weird texture lighting. Hmm. I'll have to rewatch it. I have yeah, no clue. it's like it's like bright, but like it's kind of like geometric. Yeah, you'll have to. That's editing. They edited that. Yeah. I am so ignorant on this. Yeah, there's. I'm that's... so glad that we're talking about this because I'm like, what? Yeah, that's that's not natural. To me, if it's not a cartoon in my head, they can't mm-hmm. change the colors. Ah, uh, no, it can be changed very easily. What? You could change. Yeah, you just oh. you take it into After Effects and and adjust it. And literally in Photoshop. It's it's like it's like a video Photoshop, yes. Really? Yeah, yeah. That's how you can. My jaw's on the floor right now. Yeah, that's how um you can. Um, I don't know if this makes me feel like seem stupid, but welcome to the world, you guys. I didn't know any of this. Well, I mean, I mean, this is stuff I learn and and have to do. Uh, I'd be interested to know if anyone else was like, duh. Yeah. Or if it's. I want to know if people, like, really think, oh, there's a program that people go in and... Tell us in the comments. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, I use it. Um, I'm not that great at it, but you can make anything from title sequences to um, adding extra boats or adding, you know, 
textures and colors. Uh, and... I didn't know about the textures and the colors specifically. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, and saturation. I knew issues. that you could create, like... Color correction. I was thinking, like, you could create, like, crowd scenes or crowd sequences. Uh-huh. That's CGI'd, obviously, but, yeah. like... Which is similar right. to After Effects in a sense that you're adding these elements in that aren't there. But you can, like, Photoshop it. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. All right. You learned something new. Yeah. Don't say you didn't learn anything today, guys. Because you did. Yeah. Um, for music and sound, we talked about this already a little with the use of the muffled sound in the opening. Uh, the comical pings. Um, the one the one sound part that I really was like, uh, thought was really cool. Or um, really well done. I wouldn't say it was cool, I guess. But from a filmmaking aspect, it would be. The, the overlap of the rain noises and the bullets. Because they're distinct. Yes. And but you'd have to be really paying rain. attention in order to tell that they're two different things. Yes, and I was. and None of us weren't. I, <laughs> Until I yeah. noticed it once and I was like, wait a second. And then all of a sudden it was two different sounds happening at the same time. Yeah. And I that really, was kind of cool. I really like, I mean, I really like rain scenes, so I just tend to pay attention when I hear rain. Um, and... It's a close-up of the rain, and then you hear it. It starts with just the rain. Yeah. And then it overlaps with the bullets, and I think it's very mm-hmm. interesting. My only music note was that John Williams scored this. Oh. I had no idea. He did Star, Star Wars, right? Yeah. Harry Potter. He did, like, everything. Okay. Um, okay. So, yeah, it was directed by Steven Spielberg and music by John Williams, and I had no idea. Oh. I mean, I'll I, teach you something, Brie. I didn't expect. I mean, I didn't expect Steven Spielberg to be the director. I did look it up because I always IMDb every movie before Me too. I see it. Oh, I IMDb it during and after. So once yeah. I hit three fourths of the way, I'm like, okay, I have to start reading trivia. Yeah. I start reading the trivia and then looking into all the actors. Well, the beginning, I have to know uh, how long it is. I, I looked that up and yeah. then that's it. Yeah. But I have this yeah. on a DVD case, so I looked yeah. on the DVD case. I do too. And then halfway through, I'm like, right, who's in this? Is that who I thought that was? Yep. Yeah. And that's where I wrote, is that Brian Cranston? Yeah. Yes! Yep. <laughs> um, the costumes, um, I already said <gasps> This Matt, is where I was being funny. <laughs> yeah, I already said Matt Damon's very white teeth. I said, seemingly accurate war gear. Good, above average, for uh, the, like... The females, the dresses yeah. and stuff. I wrote a lot of brown and green. Yep. <laughs> Obviously. You're not wrong. I'm very technical. Uh, I am not. As someone who's very, knows a lot about vintage um, clothes, um, era, different eras, I, I wore gear, not my expertise in any way. Um, I know when it looks really bad. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I can tell... If usually if it's if it's pretty pretty accurate, um, if it's in the middle, probably we'll never know. A lot of brown and green. Yep, that's it. That's all I wrote in big letters. That's really just funny. To take me. up the whole box. That's honestly valid. That's why before we started recording, I read that and I about died because oh, I just yeah. read a lot of brown and green. <laughs> um, and then the last <coughs> before we get to our rating, which I have, I wrote like this big old paragraph for the rating. Um. The writing and story. I'll let you go first. Do you have anything in here? Um, I'd like just to preface this with I'm an idiot. Okay. So here we go. I'm nervous. I wrote, the whole premise of Saving Private Ryan is so noble, but I do not think this would ever happen in the history of ever. To which I googled, and it did happen, which is what this movie is based on. 
<laughs> there was a guy in World War Two. I'm just. Am I getting punked right now? <laughs> what did I preface this with? <laughs> right, you're an idiot. Continue. <laughs> I told you. Uh, there were these brothers named the Nyland Brothers, uh-huh. not the Ryan. They got me there. They change things usually. Truly confused. Um, I'm okay. <laughs> I did. I wrote, this is great. This is so heartwarming, but this would never happen. There's absolutely no way. And it was based on a, on real events. So For me... I, egg I, on my face. <laughs> I, understand. I, I understand that you're like, you know, it's a movie. You know, it's probably just over-dramatized, like, inspired maybe by a, a, a true event, but not Well, I accurate. thought, you know, like, with the experience that I have with the military and just knowing what I know about it. Yeah. I'm like, there's no way. The cost is, it far outweighs the risk. Well, you remember. Or the benefits, I mean. A different, it's a different era. And like, I didn't know fighting that. for different reasons. Right. And I could never put myself into those shoes. Yeah. But the fact that I specifically wrote that this would never happen, then there's an arrow and it says Nyland Brothers. Wow. I'm upset. Well, you live and you learn. Did you see me scribbling before we started recording? That's what I was looking up. Oh, really? Oh my goodness, you're like, wait, maybe I should look this up. Well, I knew, I remember seeing that there's another movie that's called The True Story of Saving Private Ryan, so I googled that, and it's a documentary based on these brothers. Oh, I want to watch that. I don't. Oh. Because I already feel ashamed. No, <laughs> um, I know. I understand. I, I mean, I, I'm glad that you're able to be so like, I funny. was wrong. It's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I was so yeah. blatantly, no, there's yeah. no way. And then I'm like, wait, yes, wait. You got a fact check. I'm yeah. glad I didn't just put that fake news out in the no. world. We don't allow um, that here. There's um, no fake news. Um, I also wrote down... The... <laughs> Sorry. I was going to say... No, real quick, I was going to say... Normally... <laughs> Normally you can tell it's probably based on a true story if more than one person dies. That's how my that's how my usual really like why would you risk just killing off characters? See, and I love that. Like if, when I used to write, like, I would totally do that. If it's not like true, well, I mean, that's that's because you well, as a writer you want that shock factor. Right. It's like Game of Thrones. See, that's, that's why I factor. love Game of Thrones is but, I want the shock every single time. But see, that's why Game of Thrones bothers me. It's because it's because it's like unnecessary almost. Yes, and I don't, and I don't, I I don't get. I think it's because it's too much. It's too much of a mix of fantasy and real mm. that I don't know where the line is drawn. Right, and I like it because you can never trust anything. Yeah, I mean I like, I like that. the show. That's, no, that's okay. Yeah, we yeah. watch it together. Just, yeah, it's not my favorite. Um, that's fine. I love. I'm upset, but that's fine. I love the first three seasons. Um, that's cool. And I'm then I get a little confused. That's okay. I have to have notes out whenever I watch Game of Thrones. You know, maybe I, I need to be doing that. Uh-huh. I take notes and then I research it when I'm done. I should be doing that. Um, but one huge thing um, that I learned from this movie, and this is a line that Captain Miller talks about with his crew, yeah. um, that gripes go up, not down. So he says, I will never... Or because they're all griping uh-huh. about this stupid kid that they have oh, to go yeah, help. Yeah. And he goes, and they're like, maybe we shouldn't be saying this all in front of Captain Miller or something to that yeah, effect. because he's, he's not like, griping. Right. And he goes, nope, men, I, that's the first rule of being a leader is gripes go up, they don't go down. Yeah. And I was like, I need to learn that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so like, as like a leader at the school that I teach at mm-hmm. and taking all, I'm getting my master's degree right now in educational leadership. 
real excited. <laughs> um, Proud of you, though. Thank you. When I go to class tomorrow, I'm going to tell them, grapes go up, not down. Yes. And where did I learn that? Saving the not-so-very-true story of Saving Private Ryan, based on a true story. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, I'm glad you learned something. Important. You can. Yep. You can. Well, there's a lot you can attach to real life from that movie. Yeah. Um. But that's all I wrote down about writing in the story. And I always, all of my extra notes that I talk about before we get to the categories, almost always that's the story. Oh so, yeah. That's why it's kind of like. That's a good place. It's specific to end. for me. The writing the story sections like specific dialogue or like. Yeah. So that's like memorable quotes for me. Yeah. And how I feel about the overall story. Yeah. Specific points, like plot points, I just talk about. Yeah, which is, I like that we have that, that beginning section to really air our grievances. I'm glad that we're hashing this out. Yeah. <laughs> well, I want everybody to know. Let them know! <laughs> Behind um, the scenes action. Uh-huh. Well, and maybe, maybe they're like... I want to start a podcast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> maybe they disagree. Maybe they think we're, being, we're doing it all wrong, and you know... Let us know in the comment section. <laughs> <laughs> For my writing story section, um, I wrote, okay, my, my, my biggest, oh, it took me a second to get into the movie in the first 30 minutes, not necessarily because of the gore and all that. That was, that was a different type of upset. Um, the dialogue and war lingo felt very foreign. It threw me off. I respected it. Yeah. I appreciated it, but there yeah. were times where I was like, I guess I'm just not going to understand this part. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I even thought to like stop and write it down and translate it out yeah. to like normal people code. Yeah. I was like, there's no reason. Yeah, and, 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 and the whole, it's the whole experience of that's how they talk, that's how they know what to do. Um, and I, I thought it's great. I think that's a great idea. You should definitely be doing that yeah. because that puts you in the experience. But truly, I was like, huh? huh? <laughs> it's like watching Grey's. Like, for the first time, oh, and yeah. you're like, Grey's Anatomy, and you're like, they're gonna do what to that man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's got what going with it. Right. Um, and then I wrote, it's obviously a hero's journey. Right. Um, huh. Steven Spielberg always puts in some weird go-to comic relief, I've noticed. I don't remember what part I'm talking about, because it was late last night, but he he's got a little bit of cheesy... Mm-hmm. Cheesiness. Um, yeah. Most part wasn't really cheesy, which is good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but yeah, there was a couple parts where I was like, see, but I really enjoy that. As a person, I think if it weren't if it were any other movie, it'd be a little different. I would be like, I don't like it, but because it's there's like no there's comedy, no there's, there's no, no like a yeah. chances for you to catch your breath. <laughs> yeah. Then I was like, all right, I'll take it. Oh, <sighs> their first. Private Ryan that they find, who was the Oh my one. god. Took uh, me through... I remember the first time I watched this movie. Yeah. And I saw that and I was like, there's no way. This movie is 45 minutes long. Yeah. No, I um... I was... And well, I livid. figured there could always be a journey back. They had to do more oh. to get back. But I knew it was... Besides the fact that I knew it was going to be Matt Damon, I knew oh. that that wasn't... <laughs> I guess I would give it away. That that wasn't the real guy. It, it just was... It was too early. It was too easy. And I would go, so I wrote, the wrong private Ryan was predictable. Um, <laughs> this per- saving private Pearl. <laughs> was, the, was that the thing you wanted to interlude with? No. Okay. Um, mine was the scene with the German. Yeah. That they're trying yeah. to decide if they're going to let him go or not. Yeah. And he starts, and he's digging his own grave with the, yeah. with his helmet, I think, or yeah. the, the tiny shovel. Yeah. 
And he goes, I love America. And he's like, check out the gams on that gal. And he's like, oh, Betty Boop, what a dish. Yeah. Every time he starts to say something and then ends and just looks around and then starts to say something and then looks around. Yeah. Oh, my God. Knife in my heart. Just a twist every time. But... I know that as an American, I'm like, am I really being sympathetic to a Nazi right now? The fact that the filmmakers almost made you feel that guilt. Yeah. To put you in the shoes of Captain Miller. Yeah. Who's like, oh, come on, buddy. Like, don't make this harder than it is. Yeah. And then he ends up just saying, fine, turn around and leave. It was just a very interesting scene to me because I think that even after all of that, and this might make me a bad person... But I would have enjoyed that part more if they had shot him. I understand. If I seriously thought, and I think this every single time, because I wait several years before I watch this. Yeah. There were there was a short cluster of times where I'd watch it like back to back to back to back to back, trying yeah. to look for weird things. Yeah. Where the lot. majority of like my watches were. Yeah. But so before I had seen it this week, it had been several years. I thought they were gonna put the blindfold on him, tell him to start walking, and then shoot him. Yeah, I thought that as well. Which is what I still wish had happened. Yeah. And I don't know why I wish that. I think because, to me, it like worked out nicely. I think because it was so brutal, and I, I honestly was very upset about Wade. I think so, too. Um, so now we get to our rating system. Yes! So our rating system is as follows. Um, would you see it in a theater? Would you buy it? Would you rent it? Or don't even bother watching me because that's an irresponsible watch, and there's no point. And here at Watch Responsibly, we only condone responsible movie watching. Exactly. Um, so you shared your rating first last time. So you share first. Okay. I immediately wanted to say I would buy it, but honestly I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> I do own this movie yeah. <laughs> on DVD and I never watch it. Yeah. Because I do not want to... I don't think I will ever make a conscious choice to go, I think I will watch... Uh-huh. Saving Private Ryan and ruin my whole day. Yeah. And I also, kind of building on that, I wrote theater, was mm-hmm. my final rating, because I think that the only way that it's worth watching all of that destruction is uh-huh. seeing it in a theater. In, in like, life size. Yes. Okay. But it's very scary, is what yeah. I wrote. And I don't know if I'd be able to escape as easily, like, versus in my living room, I look at my phone or I play yeah. with the dog. Yeah. And it's so long. Mm-hmm. I would never sit through this movie in a theater. I'd have to take a nap somewhere. I mean, I definitely could sit through it just because I, I mean, I don't mind long movies. But yeah, I, there were a couple parts where I'm like, I would like to like get I'm up. looking at my yeah. watch and I'm like, good lord. The opening scene would have shocked me, not knowing how long it is, um... I would have been like, because I, because, you know, when I watch on my TV, I can see how long it is. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, that would have, yeah. I think I would have had a rough time seeing the theater, but only seeing it a couple times in theater, I would have been happy. So, like, if it were to come on at our local theater that we go mm-hmm. to all the time to see, like, classic movies and stuff, um, if it were to come on there, I'd probably go see it. Just yeah. because, oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah. I wouldn't go see it, like, every day. No. Um, <laughs> That's where it's, like, a similar thing. Like, do I really want to put myself through all of that? Yeah. I will get messed up. Yeah. Um, Even, like, just choosing to watch it at home. Like, what? Who are you? It's difficult. And there are some movies that are meant to see once, 
and you don't have to watch it again unless provoked. Obviously, or like several years, it. you know, yeah. because you don't really remember it. Yeah. And it's like it, watching it for a new time again. It sticks with you for sure. Yes. Um, Much like a sticky bomb. Nice. Thank nice, you. Nice little interlude there. Thank you. Um, I watched the movie. <laughs> uh, I was um, just thinking about this and, you know, the reason we don't do, you know, how many stars out of five or whatever. Right. Is I feel like it's not about how good it is on a grading system. It's no. more so about the experience. Right. Where would this, where would be the best place to experience, to experience this? Yes. And so that's why we do it this way, if y'all are wondering. And um, it's cute. Yeah. And uh, funny and kitschy. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, have decided to go into every one of these uh, movies or discussions and picking my rating at the very end because I was telling Alyssa earlier that, you know, I want to be, see if I could be persuaded, you know, by the other person's opinions and the things that they notice and, and how, how it all goes. And on the other hand, I, as soon as I'm done watching the movie, I then rate it. Yeah. So I come into the discussion knowing where I'm at. And then if I end up changing my mind, I will always tell you what I thought before and what I think now. For yeah. me, it has yet to happen. Yeah. Well, we're only two movies in, so. <laughs> it's yet to happen. <laughs> um, but I have a lot of thoughts. Um, I'm just going to read this paragraph that I wrote, and I think that'll sum up pretty much how I feel. You um, do it, girl. So, I said, <laughs> while well, reading this, because I wrote this like 4 a.m. last night, reading this makes me be like, wow, I was rude last night. Okay. Um, the ending kind of felt like a cop-out. A little bit. Uh, it was a lot like Remember the Titans, which I've said before. It, very similar in the beginning and the ending. Uh, obviously different in many ways in the middle, but just that's what it reminded me of. Um, and I'm really glad, though, that to bring recognition of veterans and the truth about war, and I think that was important, even though there was a lot of gore. Um, but... What did I write here? Okay, I wrote, ultimately, there lacked connection with the main plot of the war. Um, oh, okay. Which is true and not true. The parts of the Germans, I think I wrote that before the very end. Um, so I don't know if I agree with that anymore. There are parts, though, where I was like, what does this have to do with the whole scheme of the war? Um, See, but I liked that. Yeah. And because I, it wasn't super mainstream I guess yeah and it, that was super predictable with Captain Miller and Wade yeah I think if they wouldn't have died I would have been like come on yeah really I think I would be really happy for one of them to stay alive both of them couldn't stay alive that's true all right I would have been happy one if one of them had. okay um I I think it would have been a, had it been Wade to die because the way he talked about his mom. Ugh. He has so much regret about things. And he's like, he's really an empathetic soul that I think it would have been hard for him to come out of the war. I also think that the way he died and the dialogue that he had as he was dying. Mm -hmm. It was a hot mess. It hurt. It hurt, in my opinion, more than the first 30 minutes. Yeah, I agree. Because at that point we had fallen in love with him. Yep. And we yep. knew so much about him. And Ah! Okay. Ah! Um, but ultimately, my rating that I never gave, um, I would rent it. Okay. Um, I really like it. Um, overall, I think the storyline, I really like the story, the hero's journey. I think that that's really interesting. Yes. Um, and I haven't seen a proper hero's journey in a long time, but it's, 
definitely not in my top ten war movies. Okay. Um, but I would watch it again. For me, it's like, if I was scrolling through like the channel guide, mm-hmm. and I saw it was on, I'd be like, you, everyone has to sit down and watch this I right would put now. it on, yeah. I'd put it on yeah. like, right away. If it was on, yep. It's like Shawshank Redemption for me. Every mm-hmm. single time it's on TNT, I will watch it, and I will watch it until it's over. It's me with Godfather. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody in my house knows if Godfather's on cable, it's getting turned on. Right, yeah. but I would never think, hmm, movie night with babe. Yeah, What no. are we gonna watch? Saving Private Ryan. No, yeah. <laughs> it's like you don't sit down to like, with like, your parents and just watch like, The Patriot. <laughs> like, yeah, no. No. <laughs> no. No. If it's on, heck yeah, I'm putting yeah. that on. I can't wait we, to see him We ain't get out the DVD from the basement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting out my huge binder of CDs yeah. and DVDs to flip through and find Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> no. I'll do that for B-Movie. I won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Twilight? God. <laughs> so, thank you for listening responsibly and hopefully being persuaded to watch responsibly. Um, this episode was about Saving Private Ryan. Stay tuned for our next episode, which we discuss Dunkirk. I'm so excited to talk about Dunkirk. I am too. Yes. Harry Styles, Killian Murphy, Tom Hardy, The Fab Three. We're getting it. Boom, boom, boom. We're doing it. They're the titular trifecta. Yes. Um. Sorry, Mom. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. Signing off, I'm Brie Lennon. And I'm Alyssa Lachlan. Don't forget to like that Facebook page. We are Watch Responsibly.